Today on the Spring Hills podcast, it's part one of the story of Spring Hills. Every Wednesday for the next four weeks, we will release an episode covering a different chunk of time in the history of Spring Hills Church. Today, Brett and Eve share about the few years prior to the official launch of the church, as well as what that first year was like. It was a lot of fun. I can't wait to hear more about it, so I hope you enjoy the story of Spring Hills. Welcome to part one of the highly anticipated story of Spring Hills. So over the next month, we're going to be releasing four different episodes, all covering different chunks of time in the 28-year history of Spring Hills. Can you, can you guys believe it's been 28 years? I can't believe it. Does it seem it. like that's does it been it a blur? cannot. And now you, you just heard a voice that is new to the podcast. Most people know Eve, but and Brett, you're a, you're a seasoned veteran of the podcast yes. now. Yes, let me introduce um, my wife. There you go. This is Eve, who's going to participate today in sharing the story of Spring Hills. Welcome, Eve. Well, thank you, yeah. Brett. The thank goal here Garrett. is for us to find out more about how the church got started, and 28 years is a lot of history, so uh, we're going to start from the very beginning. And I feel like first, though, just Eve, just in case people might not know exactly who you are on campus, because you're not in front of people as much as Brett is, right? Uh, let's just find out a little bit about you. Where are you from? I grew up in Woodside, California. Okay, and what what's your main role on staff here now? My main role on staff is working with, um, well, right now it's three to kindergarten age children. And you are famously the voice of Bowie. Bowie. Who has been mentioned <laughs> on this podcast Bowie. many times. Do you get recognized your voice at all with the kids? Uh, no, because I don't use it. that voice. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and then, everybody, do you, you need want to me go to use on, that voice today? You, you, you need to go on YouTube and you need to check out the children's videos, Spring Hills Church. Uh, the preschool. Yeah, the preschool. And, Hi, uh, kids. There it is. There it is. There's, There's Bowie. That's been impersonated on this podcast before. Oh, it has. And then my last, my last question for you, Eve, before we jump into the Spring Hills history is, are you excited about being on the podcast? I am oh, because good. of the topic I need to keep. Brett in check. Yeah. Oh yes, okay. I usually so I usually mess up some, some from the details. <laughs> okay, so you're gonna you're gonna rein them in. Fact All right. checked. So uh, since the since you two are the dynamic duo, I don't know if you heard the intro that I did, uh, the trailer I did for this. I called you the dynamic duo. I started to compare you to uh, you know Jordan and Pippin and that kind of stuff, right? But um, I'm not sure this story would be complete if we didn't hear exactly how the duo got together. So let's start there. How did you two meet? Well, uh, again, uh, Eve is here to uh, fill in the, <laughs> the details, uh, the fact-checking. Uh, Eve and I met uh, in a band. She, uh, her, her, she and her two sisters had a trio, and they were looking for a drummer, and we had a mutual friend. The mutual friend uh, told Eve and her sisters about me, and I went up and auditioned for the band many did, years ago. Did he make it the first time, or he did you? He did make oh, it the first time. So you yeah, thought was he was amazing. a good drummer? Yeah. And Eve, you're a bassist. Yes, That's true. A, how long did you play the bass for? Since high school. So you, Brett, you and your brothers had a band. Yes. Yeah, so so did I you guys grew. ever combine? No. No, that would have been a great tour. <laughs> That's the dream, huh? That would have been a great tour. <laughs> so I, I ended up uh, playing drums in the band. What was the, the band trio, name? Star, Dawn, and Eve. Oh. So it was this, the three names of... I don't uh, think I knew those were your sister's names. Yes. Yeah, Star, Dawn. They're actual names. They're actual names, right? And uh, so I played in the band, uh, well, four years, I guess. Fell in love with the bassist. Yeah. And uh, the rest is history. And so did that cause the breakup of the band? 
No. no. <laughs> like a, you hear that with fans all the time, like as some relationship. But Brett went um, off to seminary. Yeah, were, yeah, yeah, were you both interested in each other right away or were you just friends? Friends. Okay. I was interested. You were interested. <laughs> Eve was hesitant. Uh, and then, uh, so you went off to seminary and then did you date after that? You, you Did you follow him to Dallas? Uh, the year after he graduated, I moved to Dallas. Okay. And that's where the dating started. Well, uh, yeah, we sort of, uh, yeah, it, we have an interesting story. That would be a subject for a whole we new can, we podcast. Can scan, we can skim yes, over that. We'll get yes. to we'll But get essentially, to I went down to Dallas Seminary and uh, to train for the ministry. And then um, Eve came to Dallas and uh, we got married, I guess, about a year later. She moved in with some girlfriends and, and uh, we wanted to have sort of a normal dating life for a while, which we did in Dallas. And, uh, yeah. All right. And then, so let's start back at the beginning of ministry now. So I started volunteering in ministry when I was in high school, uh, things with like the band and community outreach stuff. When did you two start getting involved in ministry? When I was a sophomore in high school and, uh, I was in charge of the outreach for our youth group. All right. Yeah. What about you, Brett? Uh, it was in high school shortly after I became a Christian. I just remember the pastor saying, we need some help for this. And I said, okay. And I got involved right away. So okay. um, always been involved in the life of the church since becoming a Christian. And when did you both realize that you wanted to be in ministry as a career path? For me, it, it was uh, for me. It was shortly after becoming a Christian. Really, I was kind of fortunate in that I felt a real call to serve God full time, uh, and. Um, I didn't know what my spiritual gifts were, but then when I when I started teaching the scripture, I just was like, oh, I really want to go and learn more in, after college and, and be trained for the ministry. So it was pretty early on for me. When was it for you, Eve? Probably when I asked you to marry me and I was a pastor, you said that was your call. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so was, exactly. Uh, was the church plant something that was talked about early on in your ministry uh, endeavors? No. How did that come about, the idea? The idea. Well, because we were both raised in the Bay Area and we knew that there was a need for churches, um, that's how it, I guess, came about. were you married at that point when Um, when that got brought up? Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were married. Yeah, we were married. He was working on um, staff at a large church in Dallas. We were working with single adults. And then there came a point, how many years did you do that? I think about uh, eight years. Yeah, that's about right. And working you, with single adults. Yeah. Well, you were the so that was your, you were the pastor. Of yeah, the I was the single ministry. adult pastor in, okay. Dal- in Dallas. There's just there's just thousands of singles, and uh, we had a, a singles ministry going on. And yeah, it reached a point where do we keep doing this, mm-hmm. or do I want to be a pastor? And if we're going to be a pastor, uh, do we want to go into an existing church? That is, you know, send out your resume and and um, or do we want to start a church from scratch? And, uh, and we ended up deciding, let's start from scratch because then you can you do can it how do you want to do. You yeah. do you Make know? sure the grass is cut right. Exactly. Uh, and how and long... the need. And the need, I think, was a real, you know. So the church point. the church was started in 1992, right? Yes. Right. Yeah. So what was the, when did you guys decide you were going to start the church? How long was that process? The, uh, the, that was the, the process pre- was about two years. Correct. Yeah, so you had a newborn. Yeah. Who is well, now on staff. Angelique. Yes. Angelique was two years old when we moved okay. to Santa Rosa uh, to officially begin. But the idea of starting the church was probably around 19, 
1990, somewhere in there. Um, and that was just because of feeling like uh, God's moving us out of single adult ministry into being a pastor. And um, I had heard some horror stories of pastors that went into existing churches and had a hard time, you know, doing new things, fresh things. Uh, it just takes longer. And uh, a church planting was becoming more popular mm -hmm. then, too. People were going out and starting from scratch. Yeah, a lot of the churches you hear about now, they, you see that they started in the 90s, early 2000s, I think, mm -hmm. all those big churches, Highlands and Elevation, all those churches, yeah, right? Yeah, the, the church was, it was like it was going through a renewal. Yeah. And uh, music was changing, and the, the whole style of the church was contemporary. changing. Contemporary. Yeah. Church, Rick, so... Yeah. Rick Warren was instrumental with Saddleback Church. Was that yeah. somebody you two had looked up to and, and followed quite a bit? We had, and we had been to one of his conferences as we were deciding you know, what to do. Yeah. And so that was very helpful. We attended one of his conferences. While we were still living in Dallas, we came out to California and then uh, went back with some great ideas and vision. And did you have some kind? Did you have a church plant coach or anything like that, or was it you two were just on your on your own? Yeah, no, we did. Uh, a guy named Mark Platt, uh, who's still a great friend. Mark uh -huh. Platt, uh, I met him at, at Dallas Seminary. Actually, he came in and he said he was a church planter in Northern California, and we're like, oh, really? And uh, he helped pastors that wanted to start churches in Northern California, and so we connected with Mark, and uh, he taught taught us all kinds of things about how to raise money, how to begin the church, you know, what do you do and all that kind of thing. So he was a real mentor in the early years of the church and a real inspiration. There's a lot more to it. it yeah. when you start. I mean, I, I have the, had the opportunity with my dad and my mom to plant a church with them and just saw the, the intricate details that go into it. Uh, what would you say was the most challenging of those? Yeah, there was a challenge to raise support. Now, fortunately we had a, we, I was on staff at a really large church and they knew me and all of that. So for us, you know, sending out your prayer letters, we called it, talking about going to start a church in Northern California and would you be willing to support uh, the ministry for three years? Typically church planters, it's just you raise money for three years because they, uh, the experts say if you can't raise a church, if you can't get it going self-sustaining in three years, uh, it may never happen. It may never happen. <laughs> so yeah. uh, when you go to supporters, you say, hey, would you be on our team for three years? Yeah. And we were able to raise support from friends and the church. And we really had a, a, a great uh, sending off, so to speak, sending to Northern California. But the big challenge, uh, I would say, was um, really in the middle of the first year. When, you know, we were going on energy, but after working for working hard at six months and seeing very little results, it was like, okay, you know, uh, what are we going to do now? It was, uh, I realized, yeah, I came from a large church, as we said, and it was energetic and a lot of things going on at that church and people coming and all that. And then you, we start this church and it's like, hey, we're here. Why well, isn't everybody coming? Dallas to this area <laughs> yes, is such yes. a huge difference as far as like people right. understanding what church is and why we're doing it. Why did you end up in Santa Rosa? Because you had told the you've told me before, Brett, when we I interviewed you about Sacramento being a possibility. So what brought you guys to Santa Rosa? Well, we had gone up to the Roseville area, which would have been the year I think that Bayside was started. Uh -huh. And um, anyways, we went up there, made our video. We were going to go back and raise money in Dallas, and the last day of our trip here in California, we came up to Santa Rosa to visit Brett's brother, Scott, and his wife, Joyce. And uh, we found out that Joyce was a believer. 
which was very exciting to us because we hadn't really gotten to know her since we had been in Texas and she was here. And then a lady from across the street came over, a, a nice neighbor, and she was a strong believer, went to Santa Rosa Bible Church. And both those people were encouraging us to start the church here. So anyways, I was there at the home that afternoon and then Brett was out playing golf at Oakmont. Yes. Yes. Now let me That's pick where it up. the yes. Now pick it <laughs> Jump up. Jump in. Tag, so here tag. we are. We're, we're we're we've got a video of Sacramento area Roseville, and we're heading back to Dallas to use the video to raise further raise support. And we're going to start the church in Sacramento. Uh, it was a you know Sacramento's been growing. It was really growing in the ni- early nineties, and so. Um, we come to say goodbye to my brother. I go out and play golf uh, with him at Oakmont. I'd never been to Oakmont before and uh, never played golf there. But while I'm playing golf, I'm like looking around how beautiful it is, you know, and going, wow, this would be a great place to retire someday. I'm just thinking that to myself. You know, after we've started the church in Sacramento and we get older, we'll come back here. And get through a pandemic. Yeah, yeah. we'll come back <laughs> fires. Uh, we'll come back to retire at Oakmont. I, I mean, I, I knew nothing other than this is really a sweet area. It hit me that what a professor had said to me while I was in a seminary classroom, and he said to our stu- us students, he said, if you ever want to go start a church, you need to go somewhere where you want to retire. Light bulb. Light bulb. Light bulb. Yeah, like, aha. Okay, God. And he said the reason is because it's going to be really hard. Yeah. And it's going to take, take a lot of time. time. So go somewhere where you want to retire. And I just, like, came back from playing golf and uh, told Eve, I think the Lord is redirecting us to Santa Rosa. And then what happened? Well, I was already feeling that because yes. of uh, the conversations in the afternoon and so I was ready. You were on board. I was on board. I think you God. started to cry. I, I did. Okay. okay. <laughs> Eve, you cry? <laughs> so, yeah, funny. And then we went up to the uh, where the red barn, the round barn was, and we prayed over the area, and the rest is history. Awesome. Here we are. Okay, so Easter 1992, right? Was that Yeah, the, that was the our launch? first service, Easter 1992. What that do you remember mirac- from that day? Do you remember what you spoke on? Yes, I I think I spoke on Second Corinthians chapter four. Did you were like were you guys doing the the music together? Yes, on and my sisters, Sunday? and then we had another friend from Dallas who. Helped. Oh yeah, that's right. Star Don and Eve was yes, uh, part and then, of the worship, and then cool. another friend had come out from Dallas. Full circle, see. Yes, and was but, and Scott was running sound. No, no not, not yet. No, okay. he was not, uh, not until about two years in. I think. Oh okay, I thought he was yeah. here from the start. Yeah. Well, he, he was. was. He, he just wasn't running sound. He wasn't running sound. Okay. Because yeah. Scott's a musician also. Was he in the band? Because saxophone, yeah. I think. Right? Yeah, sax and bass, but okay. he was not in the band, no. <laughs> what were we going to say? Eve, you going to say something? Well, about? I was going to say leading up to Easter, how miraculous it was, because we moved here in February, the first week of February. We went to a conference um, that the Conservative Baptists of Northern California had down in Monterey area. And when we were driving home with the gentleman that you had mentioned, Mark Platt, that's when we decided we needed to go public on Easter Sunday, which was only gave us a few months. April 19th of that year, yes. Yes, so we only had a few months. I was thinking maybe we go public. You know, when you have your first official service, uh-huh. you know, eight months later You get or your little team together and mm-hmm. you have your Bible Small study. Group. Yeah. 
And Mark was like, just, just jumped go in. It. Go for it. Yeah. It's probably, did you, ha- did you notice that because Easter Sunday is a, obviously a largely attended yes. Sunday, was it's it a like- huge drop off to the second week or did that not? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to put it mildly, yes. It's like, tough we- to play the numbers. I mean, when yeah. you're playing in a church, the numbers what? game is 100 tough. to about 27. We had over 100 the first, yeah. first week. And then down to 27. I think 27. And we stayed about 27. We planted our church the like two weeks after Easter from the uh, basically the advice of a, of a church plant coach to say, don't do it on Easter because you'll see the drop-off. Start on a Sunday that's the least attended. Interesting. And so yes. we started on, on a Sunday that was l- lesser attended, and uh-huh. then it, we didn't see quite the, the steep. It was still a big drop-off, but yeah. Uh, where were you guys meeting at? What was the building you were in? We were at the Luther Burbank Center. Oh, you started there? Yes. Oh, okay. So I didn't that, know that. Yes. So that was amazing because basically we had not found any place and um, we knew that two churches were already meeting there. And so we thought, oh, well, you know, there's not going to be a room for a third church, right? But we, at the last moment, like maybe five weeks before we were to launch, yeah. we drove up there and sure enough, the East Auditorium was available. And so... There we were. For the That's next, awesome. For yeah. the next uh, 15 years. 17 years, I think 17 years we were there. Cool. Which <laughs> meant having kids' classrooms in the hall, nursery in the, yeah. Yeah. It was very challenging. Setting up everything right. and all of that. Uh, it, it was, was discouraging fun. trying so, to find I'm, a place. I'm saying, oh, I'm no, saying No, but then fun. when Eve was, Eve was like, let's try the Luther Burbank Center. And I was like, oh, it's not going to be available. And it was. Are you a pessimist? Uh, can times, be. Uh, can times. Be. I can that be was... super optimistic or super pessimistic, like sometimes. Because I remember that whole that whole like, where are we going to start the church at kind of thing? And it's just like, nah, this place isn't. Nah, yeah. it's well, that work. was one of those moments where God just kind of said, hey, you know what? Why don't you go check this out? And yeah, the that. Lord prompted you. It, definitely. And uh, maybe that's the lesson to learn that God, if he prompts somebody else, don't poo-poo it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he may be leading. He's opening a door. Don't He's slam it shut. Don't slam it shut. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so that um, that was great too. Uh, well, we set up in those years. Everything was in our garage. Mobile. Yeah. The, I remember the, seeing well, a video of you years. loading everything into your truck. Yeah. The I think drums you showed it at a team were party. in there. Yeah. The the dividers for the classroom, even the carpet for the classroom, because the Luther Burbank Center just had these, you know, pavement uh, yeah. in between. Yeah. And yeah. So uh, coffee pots, children's. Toys, you you name but it. But we did eventually get a closet. Yeah, remember? that was like a huge blessing. What year was that that we got a closet? After to, a year or two, I don't know. A year or yeah. two, we finally could put stuff, stuff it Store in Store it there closet. so you don't have to yeah. drive it there every week. Right. Uh, so being in ministry, obviously, it's a very unique uh, kind of lifestyle. Has there ever been times where you've wrestled with things that maybe you've given up for ministry, things that you weren't able to do? Um, instead, like, I mean, family life or, you know, vacationing, just different things as far as what ministry, uh, causes you to, to have to give up. I think it's so much a part of our lives. We don't think of it as giving up. We just know that that's part of the territory. Yeah. And so we just kind of flex with it, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, and especially you, I I think that the wife, you know, I, I heard, uh, also from professors about church planting, 
And even Mark Platt. It's like if your wife isn't on is not on board with this, then you need to wait. I mean, you need to pray it through. Because it's a huge sacrifice. Oh, yeah. I mean, not just church planting, yeah. not for the wife, but I mean, like yeah. being in ministry for a spouse oh, yeah. is challenge. I mean, it is. It's a and huge your sacrifice. your weekends are gone, so you have to, you know, like with school and making time for kids and everything. It's, and you it's had two young kids at the start of this. Uh, yeah. Just just Angelique. Well, was we had two. Angelique too, and then Josh came. Oh, two what year was later. Josh born? Ninety four. 93. 93, okay. Yeah. So at the yeah. at the end of the, the first of, year or so. Yeah. Um, okay, what about things that you've gained? We don't want to just talk about the loss. What about things that you've gained because of ministry? Friends. Friends, lifelong friends. Our, our uh, relationship with the Lord has grown. Yes. A lot of faith. 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 It's grown. Uh, you know, you, you it's... Uh, it's so impossible to start a church. Right. I mean, you know, uh, especially in Sonoma County, it's it's really got to be God that does it. And people even told us when we said, we're going to start a church in Santa Rosa. They're like, it'll never work. Yeah. You know, and they, they referred to Sonoma County as the graveyard for, oh my goodness. for uh, you know, for That's church plant planters. Yeah. And uh, God just, uh, you know, and I've told other church planners this. I've said, listen, if God wants to raise up a church, he'll do it yeah. through you. So just take a step of faith. So our faith has grown a lot. And we've learned a lot about people. You know, you're still learning a lot about people. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a lot. Of, I mean, the fact that Kiki is now on staff yeah, here that's and plays cool. not just a small role. She's yeah. crucial to everything that we're doing here. Yes. And that's got to be so cool just to to be able to work with. I, I loved working with my parents in ministry. And that was one thing that I was really drawn to this church about was knowing you've got, there's so many, basically this is a family here. You had staff that not only is it your your daughter, but your niece and her husband. Yeah. And then yeah. you've got Kath and Erica who are basically just like a couple Friends. of daughters for you guys. Then the Winardis who have become so <laughs> close to you. And it was just really cool to see the, the close-knit group that that is. That was a huge draw for Caitlin and I. To know that if a family can work together in ministry, that says something. Well, and that's encouraging for you to say because sometimes you could say, "Oh, it's a family thing," you know, and you'll never break into it. Uh, but the uh, Kiki, you know, on staff does a great job of involving people, and and uh, the other staff members are so good at reaching out. I'm glad that you felt. You know, because you don't want well, to be being like, from feel like an outsider. Yeah, being from a family that was in ministry together, I know that it's it's challenging to it's work challenging. together. Right. And so it speaks a lot to the family to be able to work together, you know, mm -hmm. successfully. Now, I have a surprise for you. I actually invented a time machine, and you guys are going to go back to 1992. I'm just kidding. I don't think you guys that's thought cool. it was. That's cool. No, you, you know got that me. I, that's yeah, cool. No, that was, like I've been working on this on the side. <laughs> um, no, but what would be one or two pieces of encouragement or advice that you would share with your younger self? And maybe you could even go like Brett giving some advice to Eve or Eve giving advice to Brett or yourselves? Well, you do have to count the cost because there is going to be a cost. Um, so that would be one piece of advice. I would say to, uh, I would say to me, look, uh, focus on immersing yourself in the scriptures. And uh, you know, like now I, I read through the Bible every year, which I really enjoy. I enjoy doing I wish I had started it. How many yeah. times have you done that now? Do you know? It's been probably seven or eight years in a row that I've read through the Bible. It's amazing what you pick up around the, you know, number seven or eight, you start to really uh, see it in a different way. I wish I had started back then. And um, yeah, just focus on building up the people uh, that are coming, taking care of the people. I, I think that we, and I think I've mentioned this in another podcast, maybe that 
the focus uh, when you start a church is like get people in and uh, survive, you know, uh, which is, you know, there's some truth to that. Obviously you have to work hard. You have to get people in, but that can take a lot of your energy yeah. where if, if I said to myself, look, just focus the people who are here, the 27 people that are here, build them up, pastor them, um, take care of your own spiritual life, deepen it and give to them, build them up, not to become an ingrown church, but that you let God cause the growth, put it that way. You know, you let God do it. And I just, I just expended a lot of energy trying to cause the growth. Well, you can't. And the thing is, you know, some of this in your head, but you have to walk it out and you have to experience it. Does that make sense? Otherwise, I mean, a lot of the principles, you know, that God causes the growth, you know, a lot of these things, you know, that you're going to be stretched, but until you go through it, until you, you know, suffer some, you know, just different things yeah. that come into your, you know, through your life, mm-hmm. it's, you know. Yeah, you have some families leave the church or something. It's hard, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's especially hard. when they're friends. And yeah. it's like, you know, there. I think there's a book saying like it's not personal or something like that. It's about church <laughs> planting, and <laughs> it's about you. it's from a point of view of a church planter saying mm-hmm. people say, well, it's not personal that we're leaving your church, and it's like, no, it feels really personal though because yeah, we we planted this church together, and yeah, and you now you're leaving, and I don't know, mm-hmm. I don't quite understand why, and sometimes mm-hmm. they're not honest about it, and it can mm-hmm. be kind of a tricky. A uh, tricky thing. It is. I want to ask one more question before we end this one, which is uh, what are some of the biggest miracles that you saw in that first year? I, I still remember coming home. Eve had, in addition to doing all the things she did the day of the first service, I remember coming home. We had lunch together and just thinking, a church has just started. It was just yeah. crazy. You know, we had a name, Spring Hills Community Church. We had a bulletin. We had a logo. We had a place to meet. Uh, a church just began uh, that didn't exist before. And then it all hit me. We got to do it again next week. I know, right? You know, <laughs> so, uh, but it's it just the miracle of, you know, God provided for our support. The church was really self-sustaining by the second year, it was self-sustaining. So that was like, praise the Lord. Um, but he did it. Mm-hmm. You know, we stepped out in faith and, and it's just beautiful to see, which I, my, my big takeaway is that, uh, and I would encourage people listening to this to take it. If you feel prompted by God to do something for his glory, take a step, mm-hmm. you know, he'll do it. Well, finding the place to meet, that was huge. I remember that. And then just getting everything in order. And we did have some friends that helped us from Texas. That was amazing, um, miraculous that they helped. Um, and then uh, in that first year, Brett, uh, well, it came about that another church merged with us, which yeah, was very miraculous. Yeah, that was really cool. Ooh, good lead-in for, for part two. For part two. Yes, yes. And that, just seeing how God provided some really neat people and you know that that was miraculous that's we didn't a, know that was gonna one. that you know that was gonna happen. god always provides the people yeah, yeah. he the right people when too. he's yeah. yeah when he's involved he yeah he, and it he, and it was miraculous for them they had been without a pastor for over a year and so yeah it fit. yeah awesome so well i think it's a good way to end part one we're gonna jump back into part two next week and we'll continue on in the the story of Spring Hill. So thank you, Brittany, for taking the time today uh, to share with us about that first year. Mm